previously on Slaughtered at the Teviot. There is nothing that is not a, pun, a pun when you start talking about this. I was so proud of it because when I made it go up, the foreskin retracted. <gasps> And Interesting. Someone put, I, I was on hamster teeth, drinking quite a lot, and some, somebody put. <laughs> now that's me that, for someone who looks like you. That's dangerous. <laughs> One of the things I like about this year's Fringe is that we're kind of rediscovering little venues. Oh yeah. You know, I, and I it's know like you know, it, it's not just oh, there's the underbelly, and there's this, and there's this. It's one of the joys of the fringe was obviously this is before either of you <laughs> was a sperm sample in a hanky <laughs> at a football match. In a hanky? How would I have ended up being existing if I was in a hanky? Just shoved back in after. Yeah. Well, you know, just you move quickly enough. <laughs> the um, mystery of the turkey baster. And um, uh, there was wee venues all over the place and did you have a bit of a hoo-ha with your venue or oh, whatever yeah. and now you're in a different oh, venue for goodness sake yeah talk about a hoo-ha drama eh? this uh, year big drama yeah so um we were always on the fence this year about whether we would do a show mm -hmm. um a painful position <laughs> my ass was bleeding unbelievable you there's no worse place to get a scalp Oh, which is Scottish so, for splinter. Absolutely. Yeah, so we were, you know, umming and ahhing, and uh, obviously with the fringe registration, they're letting you all, you know, last minute and all this. But um, we got the go-ahead to do the show at Dragonfly yep. Cocktail mm. Bar. It is lovely. Which it's, is, it'd be perfect because it's got that little stage in mm. the bay window not only that darling but it's just a stone's throw away from the pubic triangle indeed it, it is so it would the have pubic been triangle ideal. which we all love yeah it's right up next to the you know yep. the strip club do you know what the pubic triangle is i don't know i'd love Bless to explain <laughs> yeah. oh darling you know what the pubic no okay no. pubic triangle yes <laughs> <laughs> i'm local it's um three strip clubs all across the street from each other literally on three corners mm. <laughs> at, the, at the top of the grass market. Stacey, I think you should take the boys along. I'm living out that way now. That's on my way home. Off. Right. Yeah. Uh -huh. I've never been to a strip club. You. <laughs> You've never been to a strip club? No, I've never felt the need to. Well, I don't think it's about need. It's, it's it's more of a luxury experience. Well, that's it. It's yeah, money. Yeah. 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 But so um, we were, Ooh. yeah, listen, we'll go, I'll take you up the Western afterwards. That's not a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. <laughs> we were going to do it at the Dragonfly and then we, you know, finally went, okay, right, let's do it. Get the tickets on sale, get it all happening. And we sold quite a lot of tickets. Um, and then 48 hours before the show started, get a call from Dragonfly. Sorry, Stace. Um, all the staff have tested positive for COVID. Ooh. All of them, including the manager. So they shut down for 10 days. Well, I think one of them came in with COVID. And they yeah. just licked each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, and bar staff, that's, that's, that's what, what they, they do. do. They do. And so, yeah, basically, that was it. And so the day before the show started, I was like, oh, fucking hell, scrambling around. 
And I tried ringing, you know, fringe participant services, bless them. They sent me a list. Oh, okay, talk oh. me through this. Fringe participant services. Yeah, I mean, there's a hotline. They might answer the phone if you're lucky. Yeah. So there's a warm line. It's a warm line, <laughs> yeah, lukewarm line. Mm. And they don't answer. What a great name. Hi, I'm lukewarm line. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, carry on. Lukewarm is a good porn star name. Anyway. Isn't it? <laughs> um, so I rang them and they sent me a list of potential venues, most of which were churches, actually. <laughs> Interesting. And I did ring a couple oh. of them and I thought, well, that would be to do a show about stripping yeah. in a church would be like a bit of a kind of, you know. Yeah. Be fun. A bit of a feat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but they were obviously all like, no, nothing doing, you know, we're fully booked because it's halfway through the fringe now, darling. Right. Oh, so, so they yeah. didn't mind, they were just fully booked. <laughs> well, they didn't know what the show was, they just immediately were all we like, would have oh, otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure they would have, you know, been beating us off with a shitty stick. Let me just take the spell mm. off the wall, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you can pole dance on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not sure. Fucking no, up. my goodness. <laughs> that. This is the stuff of dreams. But look, we didn't get right. a church. Right. But what we did do was I was like, right, oh, hang on. It, I've got a contact here. I rang one of my stripper mates. And one of the club bosses, one of the owners of the, the, one of the clubs of the, the, the Pubic Triangle has got another venue down the road. It's been lying empty. Amazing. An Ooh. actual strip, strip club. club. Ah. Has been lying empty for most of the, well, all through the pandemic, actually, it's been lying empty for several years. It happens to be one of the first clubs I ever danced in, darling. Wow. When I first started dancing 15 years ago, and I used to come over to Edinburgh, it used it, the Licorice Club. And so, it's, talk about a turn up for the books. Like, mm. I end up back in the club. I never would have thought 15 years ago I'd be back in the same place doing a comedy show. But it's perfect. And I just pulled in a favour, not that sort of favour. Yep. And it's, yeah, it's going really well. I mean, it's we've got to still limit the numbers. Yeah. All the seats are white proof. White, white, white clean. Well, of course they would be, wouldn't they? You know. Yeah. The COVID or for... No, quite <laughs> not. A strip club is perfectly well set up as a space yeah. that can manage... Everything's wiped down. Bodily yeah. fluids. You know, we're used to it. My so. goodness. Uh, Fantastic. Yeah. And you, so you've been getting good. So, okay, so where is this venue? It's called the Licorice Club, 16 Home Street. It's a little bit out the way. It's not that far. No, it's not that no. far. But there's no other fringe stuff going on around it's it. It's just a bit out the way. But it's um, it's nice. It's mad. You just gave me the keys. It says, go on. Then. And are you the only, you're the yeah. only show there? You're the only show. So if we want to run on 15 minutes, we can do what we like. It's brilliant. And, you know, if somebody else wanted to add on a few extra shows... Well, listen, I think I... For a venue. Yeah. I'm not being funny, yeah. but I'm, after this, the end of this run, maybe don't record this, but I'm going to uh, approach them and say, yeah. should yeah. we do, should we make a thing of this? Because it, it is what, um, I think this, this year has been fantastic in that it's broken some of the shit down and, mm. uh, not some of them. I'm getting in. I'm getting lost in my own metaphor here. That's how but it's, but it, it, it's better. And if yeah. next year can come back with more independent little venues, mm. that would be absolutely fantastic. Now, 
It has come. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's but it wouldn't be. Associated with wouldn't it, it, I mean, it? not that I'm. Beaver your vulva would be a great show to do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not not that I'm into the earlier or there'd be women together, but wouldn't a like a properly run kick-ass female venue be awesome? It's what I live for, darling. This is my life's goal. Just be there fantastic. Is, and it's just another baby step towards it. There is something for sexual stuff done sexual stuff done for women like by women is quite hard to come, hard to and come across and you know, especially <laughs> apparently somebody's written a paper on how humour can be used <laughs> oh, listen, to educate I was about to respond Look, you, I've been saying this ever since we did our show two years ago that comedy has been like this magic portal oh, yeah. into people's psyches because yeah. I've been doing sex worker activism for years and as you can tell from earlier on it gets rather serious mm. it gets quite heated and when you come up against some you know clashes of opinions it can be quite awkward but so when we've been doing this show Ask a Stripper it's been like a magical kind of you know it just is this kind of way into people's psyches as soon as you get the kind of humour and everyone's relaxed and then suddenly everyone's kind of, oh, right, yeah, I get it. Yeah. I'm willing to understand it now. Yeah. It's amazing. It's a thing that, that has been really underestimated in the arts, I think, because, like, theatre and opera and dance get respect because you can go to university and you can study those. But comedy hasn't really quite organised itself. I was stripping. So mm. if you can, <laughs> I don't know. You have to there's be no organised. Stri- there's mm. no you have to, college. You have to shave your legs, though. You have to. <laughs> that's organisation. <laughs> um, so that's why Creative Scotland have not funded comedy because mm. it's not seen as an art form. I can't believe the fact that comedy doesn't get arts council funding. It's, it's disgraceful when you think about how underrepresented working class people are in comedy this is coming yeah. from someone that's ostensibly not working class and you can look at it and you can see exactly why it is it's because it's not recognised by Arts Council England and well, it's that simple it's that, that progression route as well how do you go into comedy in this country you go to Cambridge you're in the footlights that's it that's the um, only known path into comedy and uh, like, if you can't do that then you're fucked like, there's no sort of guidance like you said there's no training mm. and then, but then equally is it surprising? Because then we formed a live comedy association to try and tackle that, and it all fell apart. And everyone, the, who was it? There was a was you se- convicted sexual oh, assault was elected to the panel within. No, you are not part of the live comedy. No, it's not. No, I'm not. It's not. I. I think I am. I get there. <laughs> right. But so, I was just we elected. I, I, no, I, I did. I voted for someone. We elected the chairs, and then someone had a big sex scandal and was kicked off within like the right. first two weeks. It's like well, no. So any surprise comedy can't. Those of you who yourself. are. Those of you who are watching closely uh, and are are tuned in to Newell's. That's next to La Rochelle in France, isn't it? Uh, You will notice that uh, here on uh, Slaughtered at the TV at Lounge, we have pretty much seamlessly and uh, very cleverly segued from uh, talking about Minge uh, (laughs) in its various forms, uh, female sex, sexual politics, etc, etc, 
We're now talking to two posh boys about comedy. Mm-hmm. I, I resent being a posh boy. I'm, well, I don't care. I have this stupid voice. It's my, you know, I'm hamstrung by this voice. Hamstrung? Hamstrung. Hey, I yeah, it's advantageous as anything else. Your voice is that, Joey? So, uh, uh, I, you might be surprised uh, by the, as I say, the segue. Uh, not half as surprised as me. Because um, I'm not a fan of young people. <laughs> uh, I'm even less a fan of young posh people. And quite frankly, when I went in to see Peter Buckley Hill and some comedians, and he introduced Sam to the stage, I was very nearly on him <laughs> like a rat on a bit of fetid cheese (laughs) with a pair of scissors to do something about the quite frankly irritating haircut. Oh, darling, it's not This is my lockdown hair. That's a lack of a haircut. That's what that is. It's a non-haircut. I'll tell you what, at least have the courage of your non-shorn locks (laughs) And undo the right. fucking man no, bun ponytail. Oh, ah, wow. Oh, wow. Gorgeous. Yeah, listen. Thank you. Can you do this one? I can. Oh. No, I can't. Oh. <laughs> it's the Lion King. Oh, well. oh my a, God. This is, well, it used to be a Stunning, nice length. It, it was about six, eight months ago. It was a really nice length. I was like, I wore it down all the time. Had a bandana. It was back. Like, oh. And then it just got too long, and now I think it looks, it's gone a bit specky, especially if I don't, it looks a bit sort of specky, geeky, incel-y. Don't I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm yeah. sorry. Now, please. It just gets no. a bit like, you don't yeah. Like yeah, you've got a geek no. issue, haven't you? No, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about that, we'll talk about that, but, but um, you look like a courtier from like, <laughs> Louis, Louis the 16th. Yeah, see, that's not a lot no. I want. No, that would be fantastic. Okay, I'm going to go, I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go out on a limb here. I'm just gonna say it. Scissors. Yes. Now, what <laughs> is? I realise that I, I'm. This is, you know, people would normally be reaching for the conditioner and the straightening tongs. I don't mind having a head like a pom pom. <laughs> but when it gets too big, a pom pom, and it's. I could probably teach you how to do it in about like a second and a fucking half. <laughs> you pick up the scissors, right, like this, and then you go. This bit seems long. I'll chop it off. <laughs> you know, have. I've been conditioned by years of hairdressing. You've got to have. Le- I never go to the barbers. I always go to the hairdressers. I used to hate going to the barbers, so I always went to the hairdressers as a kid. And now I believe bought into all this bollocks about layers and thinning scissors and all oh, that. Oh, for goodness' sake! Now I'm too sake. fucking. I can't do. No, it. no, no, no. Anyway, no you need help. Like, oh, I'll cut your hair for you. I'm like, Absolutely you. Not. Do you know need about the one help. where you tip your hair forward like this? Oh, yeah. here we go. Here we and go. And then you just trim it like that, and oh. then you end up with natural layers. Really? Yes. Has anyone got scissors oh, okay. with them? Oh God. <laughs> and you know, so, so you, we're not going to we're not going to do it no, now, we're, are we? We're well, I, do, I don't haircuts. think I have enough to go forwards because I can't get the back. It's, no, yeah, you no, do, you, do, you have. Yeah. Yeah. Have I got yeah. That's it. Yeah, no, that's now. So you, you two. <laughs> so obviously, how you look yes. is very important to you. And as a, no. as a person, uh, as a performer, <laughs> as a comic, right, this is the this is. Then just cut your no, fucking. No, right, I've been. <laughs> 
I can't believe you're spending most of the podcast trying to literally groom a young comedian. <laughs> but even though you've not been introduced yet, you can stay. <laughs> this is the thing. I was doing all these, you know, I was going up on stage every night, but it was coming from being in that bloody postbox costume. Yes. Had to have my hair tied back for the bike helmet I was in. Had to wear the shorts because I was so sweaty through all the shows. And I come on and do a show afterwards and I'm wearing, you know, running shorts. Yeah. And I've got sweaty, greasy hair and it looked like I was cultivating a personality, but it was all a total... Because I was at Peter Buckley Hill and his uncle Mead, uh he comes on and I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and I genuinely, it's brilliant. I mean, if you get the chance to go and see him, just just go because there's there's not that much around uh, that is genuinely new in in comedy and properly kind of uh, brave is such a shitty word but um especially when you're an absolute newbie and kind of nobody really is there to see you and you're on a mixed bill show with you know a certain percentage of that mixed bill audience has come to see people who are already there so to to come on and do a set which was completely not just unexpected, unexpectable. Um, <laughs> and I mean, where did that? How long have you I, been doing comedy? Oh, is it what you is stand up where you want to go? Well, and how did you come up with that? With all the all the, you know, DNR. Stop. I mean that that's uh, most of it is is true. I don't yeah, I don't know. I've I always did sketch. I was doing sketch stand up is within the last sort of year, well whenever, just immediately before lockdown. And then a big old break, lots of horrible Zoom shows and going to <laughs> doing like art school final shows where someone does a little dance and then you come up and tell some naff jokes. So it was always more theatery for me than because I was I just I spent all my first year essentially after the first couple of months doing like art things and arty weird stuff so it, that I think that's why it comes out a bit theatre I'm always scared of the opposite I'm always scared that it's not stand up that someone's going to go that's not really that's not what this is is it it is it's not it, it is, is. It's, it's, it's brilliant and and Thank He's you. wonderful. I mean, it really genuine. I'm not naturally a nice person, as I think we've established. <laughs> um, but I mean, it, and and I am so completely prejudiced against uh, the young and good looking. And you know, so was, I mean, is that why you like Marsha? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to you in a minute. And it was, you know, I'm like, ah, oh, I'd so want this person to be shit. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I really I'm sorry, want. She- Disappointed well, you it if was, that's the case. And you know, it came up, it was the hair oh, bubbly thing, I and I thought, oh, <laughs> and quite literally from the first line, it's like, oh, this is interesting. And it, it was just, it was all, as I say, unexpected, it was just wonderful. And um, I personally cannot, well, I'm fascinated to see what happens uh, and I want to talk about wither 
yeah. Sam, wrongly spelt Dodgson, uh, <laughs> is going after this. But I, I don't know what happened, whether it's synchronicity, synchronicity, serendipity, whatever. But that is, seeing you at Peter's show was very close to about as good as a fringe comedy experience can get. Don't mean that in a creepy old lady no, way. No, no, no. But there is this... And it just hardly ever happens. Now, I mean, anyone who's been around at the Fringe for ages, you just don't get that kind of ideal thing where you walk down and you go, hmm, I have an hour, you know, I've never heard of this person, but I will go and see the show. And it's brilliant. Because generally, you go, oh, this is quite... Well, we, mu- we might edit this bit out. <laughs> Uh, because I'm going to be quite honest. It's been a long time since I've seen anything quite as shit as the sketch show that you're in. <laughs> yes. It, it is. A, I... It's, it's unsavable. It's beyond bad. And it's made... Oh, I'm not going to say what it is, so we might not cut this out. Um, but um, uh, basically, I saw... Sam, wrongly spelled Dorshan. Yes. And I said, are you doing a show? He said, no, but I'm in this I'm in unnamed this sketch show. Other thing. And I thought, how marvellous. I'll go along and oh, see yeah, it. And this I, is great. So I, really, I, I went along and I went, I went with Stephen. And it's Hello. in one of my favourite venues. I really you like, like it. I love that venue. Everyone else I've spoken to said, I love that venue, venue. And I've seen a lot of seriously good stuff there. And... From the word go, you just think this is without merit. I thought no, that I, so I, the, he left the, after the, 10 minutes. See, I can't you know see what, any of this. Hey, I'm in that yeah. bloody well, Tell us what you really think, darling. Yeah. I know. Don't, so, don't hold back. Well, I think what I was don't doing, I was go. trying to, you know, kind of engage in some sort of solidarity with you and sit on the fence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what I thought was that, so the earnestness of the other people in the troupe yeah. uh, was such that I thought, that's so over the top, this must be a joke, this must be a running gag. <laughs> yes. And at some point I'm going to get it. It wasn't gettable. No, 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 no. Just, and, and just the troupe. Oh. I See, love I'm this not properly. I'm not properly in it. Is I it eight? No, this is the... They, I don't know, they left people behind. Because there's a sketch that keeps trying to get into my show that's eight people. Oh, really no, it is. That's, one, that's no. one of the... Keep. Not only are Stephen and I sitting there for ten minutes when Stephen leaves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a reviewer, and I'm allowed to go, come yeah, and go no, as I like. You just knew it was going wrong because it's shifting, and then you get the... Um, just put my jacket back on. <laughs> and it's an art developed over fringes. Yeah. Leave me. Can no, I ask, actually, what happens for you as a reviewer if you go and see something that is just appalling? Are you sort of like obliged to tell the truth when you're? Oh, yeah, I'm always obliged to tell the truth. Mm. Right. Um, uh, and Did you ever walk out? No, I, no, I, you can't walk out. Is but, it a professional? No. Thing about it. No, it's not a professional thing. It's, it's a, just a human thing. If. If somebody knows that you're coming to see their show, especially uh, if they've given you uh, a free, a free ticket yeah. or they've made a space mm. and right. they know you're there. Mm. And unfortunately, you know, the puffy 
head and all that is is a bit recognizable <laughs> if i get up and walk out that's a, that's just horrible mm. well you're quite recognizable but the unwashed public i'm sure certainly in my mind if i'm going to see a show then i'm thinking it might go either way I'll, I'll get a seat on the end of the row yeah i was yeah. trying but you sat in beside <laughs> me uh, so he buggers off and it 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 gets it just is I tried hard to see what they were trying to do with it because you go perhaps they're just being a little bit over clever no oh and worst of all over clever as, as oh, you're um, in that true well oh, this no, is no, the no, thing no, no this no is the thing but as the show progresses the the thing the inanimate object which is on stage mm. uh is held up by him yes. standing inside it. I'm a piece of scenery. He's not speaking. <laughs> oh, so he is, and he I, is I, never I, coming out no. of the... I, <laughs> I tell I, 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 you... Know, I, it was as just, a way to get a month of accommodation at the... Fr- for goodness sake, can we yeah. stop being... So, I'm doing my best <laughs> oh, here. Sorry, yes. But you've literally not, honestly, oh. not to, you know... I was tell, absolutely happy to be. Because you know that thing when you're on stage, I don't know, when you're doing like a play or something and everyone forgets their lines and mm. it's just like, I wish I could close my eyes and no one could see me. Mm. I was given that opportunity. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. No, like, the show was not on me but at the all. Point, you know, I the, don't have to look at anyone's faces. And I don't, they don't see your face. They don't see no. who I am. At the point I was, at which I, I realised we he you, was you, never going to come out. Yes, it was. It was. Uh, he's never going to come out. It's like... Oh, this is just horrific. <laughs> is it a bit like um, having sex in public, but you're inside a bag, so no one actually sees you? I uh, don't know. I can't imagine I, I on say. on any level how, how it could be. Having sex in public in a bag. Yeah. So then we get to we get to round about halfway through the show. He's long gone, and um, I'm doing my best to take notes, and even my notes are making no sense to me when I do it, and then. Uh, the the performing area is adjacent the men's toilets. Oh, so, thinking yeah, about having sex. Yeah. So no, no, <laughs> no. You, I thought, okay, this is it. I can. This this is so horrific. Um, I, I, I can't. I don't know if I'm going to be able to write a review, but if I do, it will be very brief. And so what I'm going to do is, you know, concentrate on on something else that will will stop me falling asleep or grimacing and that, and I, I just I, I want you to know that uh, during that show uh, between uh, the time of <laughs> 25 to whatever the time was and 10 to whatever the time was when the show finished the gentleman's toilet door banged 77 times. <laughs> you counted? That was my focus. Jesus Christ. Wow. Water torture, isn't it? That, well, it was less like water torture than the show. <laughs> my, uh, oh, that's a line that can go in the review, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> So, um. Jesus, so I, you know. <laughs> so I'm. So I, so I sidle out. But so that. Uh, that's Sam. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, I. It, it was. It's been an interesting fringe, and and I've had much more free time than I normally do. Uh, 
because uh, there there's so few reviews to do. And <laughs> I was yeah, I really like that. Yeah, that's why I saw you. There was so little for me to say. Okay, no, that's it. You would do. Okay, that I I could have phrased that better. No, I don't. But I was bingling around. It was perfect. Do you remember the MC on the good old days? Exactly. When he would build up. I'm I'm. I was bimbling around uh, Nidri Street, um, and I'd seen your name in the Fringe program. So I'm bimbling around, going, mm, "Oh, Bert Williamson! I know that you've all been sitting watching this podcast, or two versions of the podcast, or the the cuts of the podcast, or whatever." Thinking. What's the specky guy called? <laughs> uh, so I'm here to reveal now, he's called Bert Williamson. Hello. And Hello. I, I kind of, I vaguely remember looking through the, the PBH thing of problems. And then your show is called? Uh, Bert Williamson, I haven't heard of you either. Now, I like that. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, because there's a lot of show, well, the second least, the second most dreadful show that I've seen. Hang um, on. Oh. No, no, it's, it's, we're coming back to you. Um, the second most dreadful show uh, that I've seen is, um, I'm not going to go into details, but it, it broke my, I, well, it, it's a written rule. It needs to be a written rule. It's going to be a fucking tattooed on the backs of comics rule. Um, if you're going to call your show comedy freak show, Oh, please either have comedy or <laughs> something freaky in it. And it's just a mixed bill, isn't it? It's, it's just very, a mixed yeah, bill show. No. Uh, and it was uh, it was utterly dreadful. So, <laughs> it, you know, and I, I particularly, you know, I've knocked about a bit. So if you're going to call your show, um, uh, you'll be terrified by this comedy night or... Uh, the sexiest thing you've ever seen, or ultimate rudery, or you know, mummy's going to be very upset <laughs> if you don't give her what you promise in the title. So I really loved the title. Oh, thank you. I it was, it was it was just because I thought Bert Williams sounds like, and I, then I immediately I knew that the image I was getting was Burl Ives. I don't know who that is. Uh, no, it was a hundred. He was the the guy. He was a big, fat American uh, actor singer who appeared with a child, Haley Mills, and sang songs like "The Ugly Bugs Ball." And I thought, hmm. so, but I loved the title, and I said, a "Bit of time on my hands." Love. <laughs> <laughs> the Banshee Labyrinth. It's a great it's venue. Practically my oh, favourite. Oh, that where you are? I'm in the cinema. Oh, yeah. it's the fucking best. It's the best That's venue. That's the best place I, in Edinburgh. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I watched it's better than the Pubic Triangle, darling. Oh, amazing. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm so lucky Banshee that PBH venue. gave me that room. They gave me it short notice. Incredibly grateful. They didn't give me extra shows. I couldn't be more delighted. You yeah. see, and this is one of the other things that is brilliant about him. Is he's going? Yeah, I uh, couldn't be more delighted. I'm absolutely thrilled. It's uh, tremendous. I'm ecstatic. It, nothing changes. It's wonderful. <laughs> you're, just, you're kind of a, a slightly 
chummier Eeyore. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, I am very tired, to be right. fair. Yeah. Uh, so, That's your poster quote. Yeah. <laughs> so, in I go, sit down, gratifying number of people there. Oh, it's been it's amazing. It's full every day. And it was... Brilliant! It, it was just well, thank you. a wonderful, wonderful show. It, it was clever. It, I mean, honestly, I cannot recommend it highly enough. Hey, it's just forty-five minutes of stand-up. No, it's not. Stop ridiculous. <laughs> you must be thinking You're of some wrong. other show. No, it's... Is it storytelling? Is it gaggery? No, it's more It's more a, a collection of material I've written over the two years that fortunately seems to have fallen around a theme that's been preoccupying my mind, at least. Are you, are you sighing? Or I, I feel so nervous. It's basically... It's essentially about um, branding and how that intersects with society's values, I guess. If oh. Now, you see, how funny does that sound? Not at all. It is fucking... Hilarious. I'd like to see a show about yeah. branding. Yeah. Well, thank you. No, go, go, because it's... As you can possibly... T- are you getting that the guy's a bit understated? You know? <laughs> it's... it's well, you've really been selling him. <laughs> it's a beautiful, glorious ABB, thing. It's, always be branding. It's, cl- it's clever. It's articulate. It's... Erudite is a... a but it... Someone who knows how to do things with words. Well, thank you. Um, is is a and, and someone who I don't know whether it's entirely learned. It doesn't look learned. Like you know, if if somebody is going to be a good stripper or a good pole dancer, they there is something you have to have naturally, mm. a way to a confidence that you have. Yeah in your body which you can learn the moves but you can't learn the I'm not suggesting that you'd make a good pole dancer uh, we'll um, see about that uh, but well, we'll that take ha- him up the pubic triangle yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. We'll put him but that happens that happens with words and comedy Sam's got it as well but this the there's a wonderful introduction uh, about geekiness and I, I'm, I'm not going to say what's in the show but it's it's just lovely and everyone is you know laughing and chortling and and it's it's smart it's quality stuff it's it's kind of again gentle doesn't sound like a compliment but it is a compliment because it's really easy uh, when you're starting out to be a shouty comic that's the easiest thing you know it's funny you say that because I remember uh, I was on stage and I died a death <laughs> and then an audience member it wasn't at the fringe but uh, when I was when I was a bit newer someone said to me oh well you're very easy to listen to because <laughs> 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 I was performed to ten minutes of silence <laughs> but it is <laughs> very easy to listen to <laughs> so busy listening that they forgot yeah. to laugh yeah that happens all the time that's, that is one of the other things that uh, well, yes, you are, but usually one of the uh, the mistakes that the baby comics I'm using baby uh, make yeah. are they're you know you, you, it, silence is a scary thing when you're a comic mm. because you think that means you're doing it wrong. Mm. Mm. And there's plenty of silence in my shows. <laughs> no, no, but I'm saying that 
when you're doing, <laughs> you know, thought through stuff, mm. you know, your audience is going, okay, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, that's really funny. And it's not necessarily going, ha ha, but I pretty much laughed out loud all the way through, and I'm, I don't laugh out loud. Oh, I'm you. not a big out loud laugher. Um, but it, Really, more, I think just about more than anything I could recommend, I'd say go and, go and see Sam, go and see Bert. And the other thing that you do, which is just such a brilliant thing, is to know I've got 40 great minutes and I'll stop there. I'm not going to do the, well, you know, your comedy balls are not seen to have dropped unless you do an hour. So I'll do 40 minutes of quality stuff and 20 minutes of shit. It's, <laughs> and, and so every, pretty much everyone went, oh, oh, I wanted there to be more. It's, wh wh where have you come from? What have you done? Why are you a stand-up comic? And, and, and what's the plan from here? So I started in Bristol after, I never graduated from uni, I dropped and out. And do you have a sinus problem? Or is that just the way you talk? I'm. This is this is me now. This is this is how right, I am. Fine, okay. <laughs> do I do I give the impression of a sinus problem? No, I didn't get a sinus problem. Bit nasal. Bit nasal. Yeah. Carry on. Do you think I'm a? Slightly. I'm a bit fringed. I guess maybe that's it. Yeah. Ah. Long. Long. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Some something like because that. Because you are on as well. You're on Nidra Street, so yeah. Well, yeah. Oh long. yeah. yeah. Have, have you seen this yet? No, no. no. Uh, it, honestly, and you yeah. would love it because, yeah, no, you would love it. And you would. We weren't, we, we tried to go today and we were not allowed in because my Australian friend's driving license had expired. Oh, if you want to come, let me know and I'll reserve two tickets. I'm leaving tomorrow. Romance. You're doing it back in London, no? Yeah, you're doing Oh, I'm not from London. I'm very rarely in London, is in London. That's been like a conscious choice for me. That's a good choice to have Well, a lot of actors told me don't bother until. I mean, this is a bit industry or whatever. They're like, oh, don't bother, um, don't bother until you're ready. Um, you're ready. Yeah. Oh, ready. I think you said. Is it not that they were saying that there's no point in some people more experienced have come and said, oh yeah, don't don't go there. Uh, there's no point anyone who's anyone seeing you go and do badly, right? Yeah. So I've, I've held off. I've held off deliberately. Um, going to London at all, just uh, staying in Bristol. See, this is why. This is why I did forty-five minutes. This year. I was like, oh, I'll yeah. be under the radar. Yeah. I'll improve as an act. I'm very, very. Is in the end of the show when I say, oh, I feel like I've made it. Just having, yeah. having that, that's genuine, isn't it? Yeah. Like to perform forty, forty-five minutes to an audience that seem to ostensibly enjoy it is, <laughs> is, is a delight considering some of the gigs I have in the Southwest. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it's been a real, it's been it's been a real treat. I started in Bristol, so I've got access to the whole whole Southwest circuit, which is why I'm lucky. But you you started not that long ago. The end of 2018, the, yeah, and then the pandemic, 20, and then pandemic. So yeah, so it's so about, like gigs wise, you've only been going for about a minute and a half. Yeah, two active years is just under two active years is what I would say. But I, the moment I started, I started gigging pretty religiously. I was I did the first one, and then it it went okay. And that was enough of a rush for me to be like, yeah, I'm doing this. And it had what a What made you do the first gig? Um, so I did performance poetry for quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't make that face. Uh, you just talked about... Kate, more red wine. <laughs> There's more red wine. Enjoy that. 
to tell you something. There's not enough red wine in the building. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what is it that you were doing at uni that you didn't finish? Uh, English was creative writing. Ah. Oh. Uh, yeah. So I, I did. I did performance poetry. It wasn't frequently. Going off him. <laughs> well, I, I did it. I did it. And in hindsight, I know it was an act of cowardice because I would do poems that were jokey and funny. And I had a, I had a poem that was about. So the best gigs I've ever done have been these poetry nights because someone will say yeah. something really heartfelt and lovely. And then I had a poem where the main premise of the poem was about the wordplay between scat being jazz singing and yeah. also a category on Pornhub. Yeah. So the, the whole premise of the poem was a mistaken Tinder date where I love jazz and I end up getting shat on. <laughs> Uh, I, would, I would do that to like a very liberal crowd that had just heard someone's you know really heartfelt story about their you know difficulties with society um, for one way or another, and I would then go do that, and they weren't ready for it, and it, it almost felt offensive to do, do you it remember in that the poem? context. I do, but not all of it. I wouldn't do it justice. Gives it gives a taste. I I, I, I couldn't. Oh, right, I Hell, Codstick, have you just went from I never want performance poetry to I'd like some performance poetry on my podcast? I know. I that know, is I'm one like, fast turnaround. No, I'm, I'm like that. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm a slapper. What can I say? Um, but tell me about your second gig, because everybody goes on about the, the nerves and everything in the first gig. What I was your remember. second gig like? I can't remember. Well, my first gig was fairly unremarkable, and then as were the is and I just kept doing it. And I think what I love about comedy um, other than the indulgence of my narcissism <laughs> is just that it's it's such a puzzle to figure out of how does this go here how does that change so particularly doing 45 minutes every day I'm glad you saw the show a little bit later on rather than the start because I, I genuinely I, I only found out I was doing the show two three weeks before now um, so it was essentially preview territory at the very start and it's like Learning it, learning, learning how to perform it, hit all the. It's just, mm. it's just fascinating. That it's, it's such an interesting puzzle to solve. It's so engaging. What I struggled with during creative writing, particularly on prose, is it didn't have that instant gratification. Whereas mm. I could write a joke on the day and then go up on stage. And have people tell me I hate it very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> so when, when you're gigging on the circuit in the southwest, are you doing gigs with this kind of frequency, or does this kind of frequency spur you on to write? I aim for I aim for that frequency. Before mm. the pandemic, I was starting to get to six or so gigs a week, which wow. is great. And doing how long? Um, it depends. Is it depends? Like twenties on the weekends and then wow. ten minutes spots elsewhere. Oh my god! I was cutting you so much slack because I thought you were a mere beginner. Well, I should... I, yeah, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I do a bit. Yeah. Sam, are you? What What was your plan? Did you I, want to be a stand-up comic? No, or? no. It was exactly the same as you. It was that instant gratification of I don't have to write this and then take it to rehearsal mm, and, and have loads of people to change it. Poetry. No, no, yes, no, of course. <laughs> oh my God, you I, weren't doing performance poetry as no, well. God, no, God, no. But I was, doing, I was doing all the same sort of weird art school stuff, you know, mm. going and telling. Yep. I was like, oh, it's not stand-up because it's at an art school performance yeah. mm. night. Being a bit of a wanker and a bit coy and then... Storytelling, that's all Yes, be, yeah. well, yeah. But, I mean, I don't... That's the thing. Why is storytelling a separate category? At I don't fringe? know. What did you always, want to be when you grew up? I, I, I wanted to be an architect and I realised upon doing that degree 
I didn't want to be an, an architect, architect anymore. No. So you, you have an, a degree in architecture. I have a, a BSc in architecture. Yeah. Amazing. Did you do part one. I did my part one. Oh, someone who knows. So you're yeah. very good at structure. <laughs> I did my, no, I'm absolute. Uh, that's the thing. I'm absolute crap. I, like, I oh, could not build yeah. well a structure, a design, a historical and ethical architecture. But you can draw. No. Um, it, yeah. it was it was a misguided degree because I it was one of those things I'd always wanted to do it so I didn't really research what was required of you to do it okay. so I just did it and I realised I didn't enjoy any of the component parts mm. of it anyway, you know and um, what was your plan when you grew up uh, I mean if I'm being honest I sort of always knew on some level I wanted to be or try to be a stand up comedian is it like really? well it was genuinely I remember being twelve watching. Mock the Week, Have I Got News For You? And I watch it. And you um, wanted to be a TV editor, because they're the ones with power on Mock well, the Week. Well, yeah, I know that. I know that. <laughs> you, 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 you jest, but it, it put me off, because I would watch it, and I'd say, oh, ne- there's no way I'll ever be that funny. It's all off the cuff. And now, oh, I, know, my God, now yes. I know a little bit more that there's um, some writing behind it, that it's not all... Obviously, there's some great bands and there's some great improvisations, but it is written. Mm. And if, if I'd known that as a 12 year old, I might have been able to aspire to that a little bit sooner. I, I personally, when I found out, felt a little bit cheated because I would absolutely I would have been more willing to throw myself into it sooner rather than the, the way it's portrayed. It's a bit like supermodels, yeah. isn't it? You think, oh, if I just apply, I don't know, whatever the shit is to my face, I too can be eternally mm. young and mm. look fabulous. But it, you were going to say, Elaine. It took me two years to. It took me two years to realise that comedians do the same material. Mm, yes. Week in, week out. They just go to different <laughs> venues. So I was busy writing stuff and trying to learn it and trying to do it, thinking you had to do new stuff all the time. It was a complete revelation, and yeah. I thought, it's literally but money for old rope. Do you not still get that guilt? I, if you do the same the same gig or you meet the same person at different gigs like two weeks on the trot or even you know twice in the same week I, f- I still feel I know everyone does it I see other people do the same material I still enjoy it and then you catch like someone who's seen you do exactly the same thing three days before Zai and you're like oh I should have come up with something different I should have spent some we'll time come writing. Back to hear the same thing. No, well, no, because it's like another another comedian, no, someone another else performer. on the bell, or okay. someone, you know, I mean, the we, MC or whoever. I don't even remember. Um, a few years ago, I was doing a thing here called the Grouchy Club, and <laughs> there was <laughs> I know you would have thought, and there was a young guy came along. His name was Luca Cupani, um, uh, Italian, and he was just, he was kind of bimbling around and wanted to do. I mean, I we gave him. I just said, just come along to the Grouchy Club, uh, which we were doing every day, and just do some stuff. And it was bloody, it was just hilarious, helped by the fact that he was very charismatic, is very charismatic and whatnot. The next year, he came back to do his own hour-long show, well, 50 minutes. And uh, the only slot that they would give him was half past midnight Mark. at the Three Sisters. Oh, I know. Which, which is, I mean, bear pit. So I, I met up with him after the first. He came back from the Grouch Club and he was looking knackered. I went, You're not enjoying it. He said, Oh, it's so tiring. It's very. And I was like, What do you mean tiring? He said, But he, absolutely, he didn't know we could do the same. He was writing an hour's oh new material. Wow. And because he had no idea that people did 
uh, the same material over and over again. When did you, because Elaine, in another ridiculous uh, non-segue, Elaine has the great gift of being Scottish, which is, <laughs> uh, which is like God going, and you have the gift of humour. <laughs> but when did you realise or decide or make the huge gamble to make that your non-secret weapon in doing what you do? Well, that wasn't my idea. That was because I was at a party telling a story about a really dodgy date I'd had the night before where nothing criminal happened, but it was just awkward. It was just beyond yeah. awkward. Um, I was in London and I we was set up names, with... <laughs> London wasn't his name. Um, <laughs> I was set up on a blind date with this guy and was very happy to go along because he was minted. Let's not think I was anything other than shallow. There was no <laughs> other way I was going to get into the ivy. I'm quite happy. <laughs> quite happy. I'll go on a date with him. That's fine. But he sent a car to pick me up. Like, he was really posh. Don't, yeah, I think I was his moment of rough. Um, <laughs> We went along and he was nervous, but I quite like that in a man. <laughs> I quite like it when they're a wee bit sort of sweaty and, and a bit scared of you. It's, it's, it's good. <laughs> that was a cruel thumbs up, that was. That was horrible. So he was, um, like, he did have quite a sweat on and it, the ivy is not my natural environment. I wasn't used to people having a job of pouring your drink. Like, I, I didn't know that was a thing. Um, so I was trying to give him more alcohol to try and settle his nerves. And as I leaned across the table, which was upset the guy whose job it was, <laughs> my, I had a very sensible little um, neckline. It was like a little Peter Pan collar, you know, quite cute, but not, not risky. And it dropped forward and a little bit of my collarbone hang out. And he said... <laughs> Oh. Mm. <laughs> and he ejaculated in his pants. What? <laughs> <laughs> I've got a really good collarbone. That <laughs> must be quite flattering in a way. Yeah. I, I was really taken aback. How do you know? Because he made the noise. Mm. Did he tell you? But that... No, he didn't need to tell me. It was quite obvious. Was it? Was there like a stain? Yes. Or was there? Does that mean he was Well, he was on the other side of the table, uh, but I did, I it. did, um, yeah, there was. Really? Mm. I just like to think I'm, I've got a really, that's my... Collarbone, let me not detract. I know, it's, I used to have a good rack, but, but the bone's still there. Um, <laughs> so um, I was telling the story the next night at a party in London and some guy was there who was listening and said, do you want five minutes at the... the this is a long time ago, oh, right. like yeah. a long time ago. At the, at the, do you want five minutes at the comedy store? I'm like, no... Why would you? That would be embarrassing. And um, because he said that, like, 20 years later, I'm like, I'm funny. I, I went to see, you know, comedy and thought I could do that. So there was a bunch of us who were setting up a, a sort of bucket list thing for turning 40. And I thought, I'll just do stand up because that guy said. And um, yeah, it wasn't my idea. But you, so what was your first like, gig gig? 
that. Oh, that was terrible. Um, because <laughs> I didn't know, because it was a bucket list thing and I didn't know anything about comedy or the arts, I thought, well, I'm a newcomer. There's a competition for newcomers. I'll enter that. Mm-hmm. So that was my first gig in amongst people that were like trying to get an agent. So when I, we're having a, a drink beforehand, I'm like, oh, don't worry about me. I'm just cannon fodder. I'm only here to, to do it once. And I got through. Yeah. <laughs> which, which really pissed them all off. Of <laughs> because and, there is naturally funny. And I, I do think that not all Scottish people, obviously, but there's a, there is a, um, there is a, 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 a funny rhythm, a funny, like some people are just sexy without doing anything. Just sexy. No, no, no. no. Just, just sexy. You know, there, there sexy are some people, and blonde and nothing else. No, That's what. There are some people who try that. very hard to be sexy and, are, but there are some people who just, or if they were in the, yeah, if people want what I've got. Sex. Well, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I, I think there are there is a there is something about uh, among, not exclusively, but amongst others, uh, the, the the kind of working class Scot that I, is just there is a natural comedy I because think, what what makes uh, Elaine funny? I mean, now, but also when you go and see her shows, you can't really teach and you can't really practice. So, you know, people like you, you're almost at a disadvantage. No, I, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the one that got away from the Scouse accent and Liverpool is exactly the same thing. Everyone in Liverpool. You're, you're a Scouser. I mean, I was born in Salford and raised in Cheshire, but my mum, my dad, oh, both, all four oh, of my grandparents. You're a boat there. Yeah, hey? No, you just said, but, 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 yeah, no, it mm. slips through. This is this is from being in London because I went I went from being called like accused of being horrible posh at school in the north to going to London and being accused of like coming from a coal mine, and it was just that I poshed up over the last four years because I've gone home and people have been like, what? Why are you mm. talking like that? I, mean, I haven't so, noticed it. it wasn't so when you were, I was going to say when you were up. young, God, you only twelve now. No, <laughs> <laughs> you're what? You're twenty. Twenty two. Yeah. Oh. Brilliant. Oh no, I, oh, I feel you. so old there. Kind of been about a bit, I'm 26. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I literally have pubes that are older than you. <laughs> can, you can you tell by the rings? <laughs> no. Um, I'm more than twice the man. I'm reliably informed through the haze of whatever it was that Elaine has been pouring me that that was uh, slaughtered at the Teviot. I hope you all enjoyed it as much as we did. If you did, not if you didn't, if you did, you can write something lovely on the website, which is www.copyright.co.uk. 